Hey, welcome to the Outside Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Come on, somebody. Somebody give God a praise like he's already here. Do I even got to say nothing? Come on. Somebody give God a shout of praise. Amen. You may be seated. So, um, man, you know, you sit there and I'm like, what do, I got to go next after that? I'm like, oh, okay. But no, I'm excited. Um, it's always a pleasure when you're sitting there and it's time for you to give a word and you see the atmosphere set. Um, you know, God is already doing miraculous things. And I believe in this season, we're going to continue to see miraculous things. Um, there's going to be a lot of shiftings and alterations. That's not what we're going to be talking about today. But it's moments like that. That's why we don't like to rush it because that's the whole point of coming to church. We don't just come just for the community, even though that's beautiful and it's amazing to see our friends. You guys look great. Some of you don't know. <laughs> but we don't come to church. for that. We come for that very moment right there because that's a place where no enemy can follow where our doubts can't follow, where our faith is strengthened, where we're restored. That's the place. So it's something beautiful. Listen, that's why worship is the front line. And I'm, I'm glad that we have a worship team like this. Listen, so I want to get into the word. Um, I'm not going to take too much of your time, just probably four hours. And um, <laughs> I promise I won't say we're getting ready to close like 19 times. Um, but, man, I could tell you, if I could be honest, you guys know I, I like to be as transparent as possible. I was wrestling with this word because... This isn't necessarily the word I wanted to give. I wanted to get a little bit more um, creepy. Uh, <laughs> so let's just say I'm saving that sermon, but there was going to be a body here. But I said, you know what, God, is that a good analogy? Or <laughs> it's a fake body. But um, we're going to move on to what, we're, what God wants to talk about today. But before we dive in, I need some help um, from the men of the house. Amen. So I need all my married men. If you're a married man, if you're happily married, raise your hand. If you're not, keep your hands up. This is church. All right, so I need your help. Listen, I've been married almost two years. Hey, God is good, right? But I need your help. Women, you can help me too, okay? So this is just something that I need your help with, and I don't know how to answer the question. But what do you do when a woman asks you the following questions? Does this make me look fat? Can you stay silent? That didn't work. Oh, you're silent? Does that mean I am? <laughs> what about, did you notice anything different? You ever been hit with that? You know, they did their roots. They got their Brazilian, right? <laughs> and we're so oblivious, us men, because their hair could go from here to this length, and we're still like, I don't know, baby, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> All right, what about... Are you listening to me? Careful. I learned this one because if you say yes, what's the follow-up question? Then what did I say? <laughs> right? And then you, you speak in tongues. You're like, <laughs> what you said was, girl, you look so good, a Brazilian. <laughs> but if you want to, oh, man. If you want a healthy marriage, right, with time, you learn how to respond correctly, right? You learn your tactics. You know how to respond correctly so that you can have a good night, right? Married people, you want a good night. Because if you respond incorrectly, then you're by yourself in the guest room with a pillow pet watching Netflix. <laughs> I love pillow pets. 
But what I'm trying to get at is that there's an appropriate way to respond. But if you don't believe me, how many watch TV, right? We all watch TV. All the time when you see TVs or you see talk shows like Ellen DeGeneres or all these talk shows, you always have what's called a cue card. And I don't know if you guys know about it, but most of us do. Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. Jamie, come here. If you can, I know, I called you Jesse. So these are cue cards. I won't show you what's on there. But usually there's a crowd when it's live. Now we can't do that because of social distancing. But usually on TV when there's a crowd, we'll say something. And in order for the crowd to be directed as to what's the appropriate response, they have cue cards. So we have some cue cards that I want you to respond to it, okay? So whatever it tells you to do, I want you to do it like all the way. Okay, so if it says a plot, I want you to be like super Pentecostal, like crazy. Okay, so I've got some four statements. Jamie's going to go ahead and, and pick what he wants the cue card to say. I'm going to go ahead and read these and just respond the way and we'll see how this works. Let's, let's see. Have you heard about the new restaurant called Karma? There is no menu. You just get what you deserve. All right, making sure. All right. <laughs> some of you silent laughing. All right, this next one says, my bank account. That's true. For most of you. This, <laughs> amen, someone felt the spirit with that one. The next one says, happy birthday, Stephanie and Marsha. I got you. <laughs> you my sister. <laughs> the next one says, Nicole, stand up. Where? Oh, that's my wife right there. Girl, you so beautiful. That's how you do marriage right there, people. Take notes. I'm not sleeping with no pillow pet. Not today. The devil is a liar. <laughs> but <laughs> what if I told you that the gospel can direct your response, which will affect your scene? So as you guys were all here, we were all on the same page. And the way you responded corresponded with the scene that was being done. This is why they do this on TV, so that everybody could be in the same page. Like, oh, this is how we're perceiving this at this moment. So what if I told you that the gospel, the word of God, all the way from Genesis to Revelation, will teach you how to correctly respond so that your scene looks different than what it does right now? What if there's two types of response and one in which it'll invite God into your life, into your circumstance, into your season, whatever you may want to call it, and the other will actually shut the door on the presence of God, making you rely on your own will and your own might. Your response can change everything. As simple as it is, as we see it in a marriage, how do I respond to my wife so that we perceive this moment to be good? Just as you read the cards and you, you know, oh, this is how I'm supposed to respond. The very cue cards that you read, the gospel is your cue card. Now, if we don't listen to what the gospel is telling us on how to respond, then how can we expect our scene or what's around us to look any different? Because the reality is this. Us as Christians, we don't have immunity to the problems of this world. And it's evident this year, we can all see it. You don't have, you could be a blind man and you know that a lot of things are going on this year. Things that may bring you worry, whether it's financial instability, whether it's in your marriage, in your privatude, in your life, in your workplace, there's a lot going on. So where do we stand? Because this scene is too big. What if we held a cue card today that said something in co composing 
what your worship should be like. My question to you today is this. Not only is what are you going to do about it, but what are you going to say about it? Is things a little rocking your life? Is your faith a little bit, you know, you're going through some things in private. Is, is your mind okay? Is, how's your private life? How, how is your relationship with Christ right now at this moment? No, this word may not be for the person next to you or to the back of you. Just take it for a moment for yourself. How are you doing? How do you actually feel? And I'm not saying the, the facade that we all know how to play because we all know how to play Christian because being a Christian is easy to do. Look at the Pharisees. But how is your heart responding to where you are right now? How is your perception looking as to where you are in your relationship with Christ? How are you handling it? So other than asking you this, what are you saying about it? Where you are right now, what does your language sound? Why? Because in Romans chapter 8 verse 11, it tells me that the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead dwells inside of us. This spirit is called the resurrecting power. So that is giving us evidence that us as Christians, we have the power of resurrecting. And resurrecting is just another fancy word for bringing onto life. Jesus resurrected and his spirit dwells in us. Then it says in Proverbs 18.21 that out of the tongue there is power of life or death. So if the gospel is going to the extremity to compare that your tongue can be either life or death, why are we not so careful with it? Why are we so easy to blame but not know that maybe our language... Where we stand, it's changing our perception on things. Hmm. What if we are using our resurrecting power in the wrong way? And we're resurrecting the wrong things. What are we magnifying? Because the moment you magnify something, it becomes all you can see. And a magnifying glass is real small. And your canvas is supposed to be real big, but when you magnify something, that's all you can see. This is why America has so many broken marriages. Because all they can see is the faults as time goes on. But they forget the bigger picture that God brought them together and what God brings together no man can separate. That marriage is sanctified and holy. It is an example of Christ and the church, the bride and the groom. But in your situation right now, what do you see and how are you responding to it? Could it be possible that your response is what's skewed? Could it be possible that you've been praying your way through and trying to pray your way through, but God says, I don't want you to just pray your way through. I want to see you respond your way through. Because responding teaches. Because think about it. Prayer is all good and God calls us to pray. And I'm not telling you that praying is bad. Of course, but faith without works. And another word for works is response. Because when you are working, you're responding to duty. So what if you're praying and saying, God, this needs to change, or, 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 or my spouse needs to change, or my home needs to change, the temperament, the culture of my home, or my job needs to change, but what am I how am I responding to it? I want you to respond your way through. God is after your tongue. I want someone to say, God is after my tongue. Grab your neighbor's tongue. <laughs> Don't do it. You're nasty. 
And I said, what, God? What do you want? It's been this long since I preached, and you want me to tell them that you're after their tongue. I'm after your tongue because my people fail to realize the power behind it. They think the problem's all around them. When in reality, it is what they're manifesting with the mouth that I gave them. Because what you speak, it becomes. Mm. Oh, you don't believe me? The gospel has many, many responses to the things that we go through. The gospel will beat your cue card in all of your life. Because when you're going through tough times and confusing times, the gospel tells you to trust. When you're going through things that seem impossible... What does the gospel tell us to do? It tells us to believe. When you're going through trials and tribulations, the response that God is calling you to do is to pray. So don't tell me you don't know what to say in the middle of the night. When you're wrestling with demons and you're a little scared, what does the word of God say? It tells you to rebuke. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to tell you, but there is nothing under the sun that doesn't have a response appropriate for it. Oh my God. When things don't add up, the Lord God Almighty tells us to praise. And why does he give us responses? He gives us responses because 2,000 years ago, he responded by sending his only begotten son to die on the cross for you. And the greatest part of the gospel is that he gave us direction how to be a solid man. You don't need to have a father because you have a heavenly father. How to be a solid woman. You don't need examples from the world. They're great, but we have Ruth's and Esther's. How do I respond to be a husband? It's in the gospel. I want to tell us love is kind, love is patient, love is pure. Love never fails. Proverbs full of wisdom. They are responses. But how are you responding? The devil is everything in contrary to God. Think about it. He works parallel to what heaven is. If there is a heaven, there is a hell. If there are angels, then there are demons. If there's a kingdom of light, then there is a kingdom of darkness. His main objective is to be parallel in comparison to God. He just wants to be God. His tongue is the very thing that brought him to hell in the first place. He believed and testified and, and, and announced that he is. But he was just a reflection of. It wasn't just his directory of worship that got him sent down. It was his tongue. And I'm here to tell you that your tongues got you messed up. If your family won't tell you, your brother won't tell you, your cousin, your husband, your wife, I'm here to tell you that God sent me a message that it is your tongue that has you twisted because out of the tongue that I have given you you have the ability to build up or tear down resurrect the right things or resurrect the wrong things because resurrect come on somebody and the devil knows that he has no authority over us if you're a child of God just someone give God a shout of prayer I just want to see how many we got in here amen awesome that's good because I got good news for you we're stamped by the blood. So if you did not know this, they have no power. There is nothing in hell that can outpower us. Why? Because we are walking with the kingdom of light. We are covered by the blood, sanctified, holy. You know all the fancy words. That's who we are. Now, 
what we can be is influenced. So the devil will try to come in and influence your language first. Because if you change your language, your perception changes. And if he got your vision, now your approach changes. Slowly dropping away. That's why some of you feel far from God, far from your spouse, far from society, far into your own world. Your language, what are you saying about yourself? What are you saying about your life? Are we speaking with grateful hearts? Are we speaking with thanksgiving? Are we saying, God, thank you? Because naked I came into this world, naked I come out. That kind of language is dangerous. Responding correctly nowadays is dangerous. Because look at where the world is going. Everybody has something to say. Everybody has feelings that need to be justified and placed on the throne. Tongues all over the place speaking and God saying, where is the correct response? Not even my churches are responding correctly to what's happening in the agenda of the world. Because the time that we are supposed to speak the most life, we're speaking death. The time that we're supposed to be resurrecting, we're actually open graveyards. Whether it's with our judgment, our skewed opinions, because opinions don't matter at the end of the day because it's what the gospel tells us. Because our highest thought is his very lowest. He is the common denominator. He is the unchanging God. Meaning I can feel this way one day and this way the other. But if I respond the way the word of God tells me to, I'll be right on the mark. I'll speak wise and slow. Because I don't want to damage the good thing that God has in my hand. But I don't know it's good. Because I've called it bad. That's why... It's a famous quote in the world that you never know what you had until you lost it. Because all you could see was what you were speaking. Language is dangerous. God is after your tongue. What are you participating in with your tongue? Who are you talking about with your tongue? Who are you dismantling with your tongue? Because prayer is just not on your knees. So who are you praying against? How are you disrespecting yourself and all of creation when you talk down about yourself? Do you know who you are? If you know who you are, it's dangerous to say it out loud. So the next time you're feeling those thoughts that are crowded, that are blinding you, those doubts that come in, I dare you to use those cue cards and say, you know what? I have a different response. Usually, I stay in my bedroom and cry and think that it's hopeless. But you know what? Today, I'm going to respond and say, my God's word does not return void. My God is able. I am who God says I am. Devil, I'm tired of being your victim. I'm tired of you breaking me down. I'm tired of living in the same place. It's about time that my language changes. Not only do I speak English and Spanish but baby guess what now I speak tongues out of my house out of my life out of my mind I talk different and because I talk different I walk different because I walk different things are different somebody give God a shout of praise like you believe it come on somebody lift up your language that he's been trying to shut up lift up your mouth that he's been trying to close stand up from your handicap Stand up from the place that you died and begin to speak life into your situation. Because he's giving you the authority to do so. 
out of your mouth is life and death. Your responsibility. Out of your mouth. Out of your mouth. And I can, as I began to ponder on this word, I began to think the things that I have said. And I realized the damage that that creates. That your words carry weight. I could tell you this, man. I don't care about being transparent. That's fine with me. One of my biggest, biggest weaknesses has always been self-critique. Always critiquing. Not enough. Not doing enough. I've got to do this by this time. It's got to be on this timeline. Anybody else can, can, can attest to that, that you've had times where, where you're your worst enemy, just speaking down at yourself. The enemy just standing back watching you, saying, yeah, that's right. I can't come in your life, but I can influence you. Yeah, I can't touch you, but I can change the way you operate. So he's abiding by the rules that righteousness was given to him by heaven, that he cannot touch us, but he can influence us. Don't get quiet, you're scaring me. Ezekiel, prophet Ezekiel, in chapter 37, and I've got to read this to you. Many of us know this story, but it goes hand in hand with what I'm saying today. The hand of the Lord was on me, the prophet, and he brought me out of the spirit of the Lord and sent me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor in the valleys of bones that were very dry. And he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? Can your marriage live? Can your mind survive? Can your confidence come back? Can your home get mended together? Can these bones live? And I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy, speak, use your language that I've given you. Prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is the sovereign Lord who says to you these bones that I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover your skin. I will breathe into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am Lord. So I prophesy. That's powerful. So I prophesy. Has God told you to say something in your life? So I prophesy. Today I came to church with my head down, but I heard a word that said prophesy. Today I came a little damaged and messed up, but I heard a word tell me to prophesy. So I prophesied. So I praised. So I prayed. So I fast. So I prophesied as I was commanded, not suggested. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise and a rattling sound and bones began to come together and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to breathe, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is the sovereign Lord that says, come breathe from the four winds and breath into these slain and they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up at their feet as a vast army. Do you want your faith and hope restored? Do you want your peace returned? Do you want the weight lifted? Do you want the temperament of your home changed? Do you want the direction of your marriage altered? Do you want your doubts silenced and your hurt healed? Then prophesy. Speak life and prophesy. Because he's giving you the ability to go outside of the natural. He's giving you to speak forth ahead. Not because we're this superhuman or this 
glory that comes to us, but because the Lord has commanded by his stripes, I am healed. Whatever comes to your mind today, as I prayed, I said, God, is it for everyone? Whatever comes to your mind as to what you need to prophesy over, I'm going to challenge you today to do so. I don't know how long your mouth has been shut. I don't know if you've doubted your Maybe you've doubted your own prayer life and your own worship, or maybe you feel like heaven has closed its ear to you. So prophesy, because Ezekiel was walking amongst a ton of dry bones, and it was unbelievable what God was commanding him to do. And many of you are walking into a situation, and you're surrounded by dry bones saying, it's been dead too long. It's been dead so long that it's dry bones. It's not even moisturized. It's not even regular. It's dry bones. That thing's been sitting there. There is no way that you can bring light. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa resurrection power he was showing Ezekiel that the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells in you so you have resurrecting power resurrection means it was once dead Lazarus come out it was once dead I want you to stand with me because I want to pray for you because I believe that as we worship today as we were worshiping as well, that was being exercised. And some of you were opening your mouth in a method or in a way that God's missed. He said, that's the worship I want. Because in that element, in that place, in that space, I am able to do the impossible. So invite God into your life. Invite him into your circumstance, into your situation, into your privatude and say, God, I tried on my own and I'm going to change my language. I've disrespected because I called what was once good a bad thing. But you know what? Today, I recognize that what's in my hand is a good thing. Lord, take my tongue so that I can only speak the way you have called me to speak. Because, Lord, I know that the moment I change my language, my wife is going to see a different man. The moment I change my language, my church is going to see a different person. The moment I change my language, my job, I'm going to be different. I want to be different Lord because I want to be more like you I'm tired of feeling weak I'm tired of feeling borrowed I'm tired of just barely making it God I'm tired you didn't call me to live a life like this but you said I've called you to live a life and a life in abundance so Pastor Brandon what do I do I want that I hear your words and I want that so prophesy you know what you're facing you know your giant you know your demons you're wrestling with. Prophesy, rebuke, pray, fast, seek, praise your way through. All you got to do is respond. But don't let him shut you up. Don't let him get you close where he closes your mouth. Don't let him paralyze your vocal cords. Don't let him get you. Because you've been there before. Your mouth was shut before and God woke you up and like rivers of life began pouring out of your throat. Your throat, your language, your voice sets atmospheres. It brings rain into the driest of places. Into your workplace, people miss your voice. In your home, you were the pillar because you were the window of opportunity by your language. When everyone doubted me, you stood forth and said, remember who he is. Your language was different. And I'm here to change your language. I'm here to say speak life and not death. Rise up like the king and queen that you are.
You are royalty by blood. By nature, I've designed you to be. You are a son of man. You are the son of God. Don't leave this church without confidence. Don't leave this church like I didn't take my time in creating you. Like I don't have a handle of your life. Because I am executing a plan that comes from heaven beyond your understanding. But your response is to trust. Now the next time that devil comes into your home with some lies, remind him who he is. I know who you are. I know your language. And your language tells me that you are a liar. The devil is a liar. Somebody say that. Devil, you are a liar. I'm not who you say I am. I am who God says I am. Today is your turning point. Why? Because you chose it. Today is your turning point. Why? Not because a prophet came to the house. Not because a pastor speaking a word. But because today you changed your language. Go back into the dry bones and be an Ezekiel and say rise up. Today we're done fighting. Today we're done with division. Today we're done with rise up and speak into existence speak over your nation speak over your president speak over where is my church open up your mouth because now's the time i need your tongue if you've got a tongue i dare you for the next 30 seconds to use it like you're in a super bowl use it like the If you've got a tongue in this place, I dare you to praise him. Just give him 30 seconds of your own praise and begin to prophesy over your life. Whatever it is, today's the day it dies. Whatever it is, today's the day it lives. Prophesy over your life. Come on, come on, come on. I can't leave here until you do it. Jesus, 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 come on. So prophesy, Ezekiel. Prophesy. Jesus. We're going to end real quick with worship, just a soft worship, just so that we can prophesy. But let me share you a 30-second testimony. You know, a lot of you know what when I went through with the academy and, and the police academy and when I couldn't pass it, then I had to, I, I, it was, it's a long story. There was a moment where I was in the office and I felt myself give up. I felt it. You ever just felt it? And I was sitting in a chair, and I remember I was watching Stephen Furtick on my phone. And just because I was at a workplace, I didn't want to bust out in tears. But I just felt because he was hitting me in all the right places. And I didn't realize my language changed because every time somebody asked me how I was doing, it wasn't well. I had nothing good to say because I felt like at that moment God failed me. I can even tell you on my way home, I was punching the roof of my car. And I said, God, how could you do this to me? I do this for you and I do this. And I started naming my works as if they even count. Wrestling with God like Jacob. Angry at myself. Because nothing in my life at that time was going the way I thought it should have. And I remember I was behind a glass and I felt like an animal because everybody can see me. And it was crazy how the enemy works because he can hear your language. Because I kept comparing myself to an animal. I said, Lord, how do you have me like an animal behind a glass where everybody can see me? Me as a failure. 
And that very day that I began speaking like that, the enemy's wise. Because he sent somebody who dropped off food. I'll never forget it. He dropped off food. You know where they put the little cubbies for the pens so that it can reach one side of the glass onto you? He threw some food and said, here you go. Like a petting zoo. As a joke. And he didn't mean no ill attempt. But me? That was my breaking point. But then a man came. A janitor never seen him before he walked up into the room to clean up some trash and he looks at me and he sees what I'm watching he says oh what are you watching I said it's just a pastor preaching he said a pastor I said yeah so you're Christian I'm like yeah he said I knew it I said what he said the very first day I saw you walk in you were standing in the hall and you were speaking to somebody and I saw two huge angels right behind you and I said, God just walked into the building. Not me, not man. God walked with that man. And he said, I want to remind you that God is with man. That same week he was fired, I never saw him again. I couldn't thank him again. I said, where did that man go? He was gone. I don't know if you believe in angels. I don't know if you believe in assignments. But it was at a breaking point in my life. And that moment, my language changed. And I said, you know what? I'm going back. I'm saving up money. I'm going to take my stuff. I'm going to get my life right back on track. I am no animal. I'm who God says that I am. I'm here to remind you that God is... God is telling you today to get up from your dead places. Rise up, my child. Take hold of your mantle. Put on your... God, we pray today in the name of Jesus that you change the language of us all here. That we leave this church, Father God, not the same that we've come in. That you give us the courage to face our giants face to face and speak life into those dry bones. The things that we are sure has died, Lord, we know that you operate in the supernatural. Give us the courage, give us the strength to believe and trust in you, God, even when it seems impossible. Lord, change our perception, Lord, so that we can walk correctly. Lord, in this dying world, Father God, we ask that we may be the light that radiates. Lord, a lamp upon the hill, Father God. We pray that we may be your children, Lord, in the trenches fighting for your gospel, Lord, because we know that where two or three are gathered, your presence is there. Lord, in a time that the nation needs us the most, Lord, change our language, God. Lord, let us interfere and interrupt the plans of the enemy, God. Lord, the moment that we wake up in the morning, let the very gates of hell shake because we are the ones that are breaking generational curses in our family, Lord, just by the way we talk, Father God. Lord, we're breaking alcoholism right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. Drug addiction in the name of Jesus, Lord, by our language, by our choices and our addictions, Lord. We thank you today, Lord. Lord, and I pray one last thing, that the moment that we lay our head tonight, that you give us a conviction of what to talk about different. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the Church of God says, Amen.